Welcome, everyone, to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. What you're probably missing is the epic opener that we don't use anymore because it got copyrighted. So I'm just going to go... Michael, welcome. And this is... Uh, Rob. Yeah, see. No, not, nothing, nothing has changed. <laughs> not quite as epic. <laughs> we do have some... We got some, like coffee shop music in the background there's a little bit of our our track yeah yeah you know i i hope i hope nothing comes on that's really embarrassing for a christian to be listening to well not only that i've i can almost guarantee you like youtube will copyright one or more of the songs that play in the background during this (laughs) so no we're good we're good all right so this week or not this week this month guys what i thought would be really interesting to do is pick random bible passages and then go through them and be like hey if you just open your bible what are the things you should really be looking for when you do a bible study essentially now because me and rob preach often i'm sure this will be a little bit deeper than normal but the idea still would be like hey when i open this up what am I looking for? Not necessarily when we prepare a sermon, but when I'm just reading the scriptures, because I think a lot of people, um, they open up and they're just like, I don't, I'm not sure, you know, what to, what I'm looking at here. Maybe what, you know, what I'm supposed to be getting out of this, and especially with how, how sermons are typically written now. You open it up and you're like, well, where am I in this scripture here? If this is David and this, like, what is this representation of, right? So I think sometimes we're trained to look at things that way too. <laughs> so um, what we're going to start with this week, because Rob's already kind of working on this as a sermon. And so it's one of those things that I think will be helpful because he's kind of done some of the background work already is Ephesians chapter one. what you say? Verses three through 12 or one through 12. So um, yeah, first of all, I want to point out that you, you did just tell the audience that um that what we wanted to do this time is uh, <laughs> random uh, scriptures. Like, oh, if you flip your Bible open, and oh, by the way, the first one Rob's been working on is a sermon. So, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. nobody, nobody no. said I was the smartest crayon. All right. <laughs> um. So no, I, I we just we just finished Matthew and in our church we've been in Matthew for like three years and yeah feels like uh, a long we, time we just yeah it, it it seriously three years and um and a little over three years actually and we uh, just started Ephesians um, last week so I just did verses one and two last week which is just an introductory kind of thing and then. Uh, this is one of the things, maybe a, a first lesson um, about context when you open up the scriptures is I had planned on doing verses uh, uh, three through six this week, which is kind of its own little, um, you know, bit of the huge Greek sentence. But uh, gotcha. in, in looking through it, right, one of the things that you look through um, is... Uh, well, are there repetitive phrases or words, right, that are being used? And, and uh, because those are there on purpose, right? So maybe that has a major part to play in the, the point of the whole thing that's being said. And then if you uh, look at uh, verse 6, 
of Ephesians chapter one, it begins with uh, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Right. But then if you go down to verse 12, verse 12 ends with to the praise of his glory. And then verse 14 ends with to the praise of his glory. So there was a bit of an indicator, right? And I mean, I've seen this before. I don't know why I didn't think about it, but, um, but I mean, you have three different, uh, things there that are the same, uh, essentially, and, um, pointing back to the, to the glory of God. And so reading all of this and knowing that actually this isn't something you're going to know if you just flip your Bible open. So this is maybe cheating, but the, um, verses three through 14, uh, are like the longest run-on sentence in language history. Uh, it's it's actually one, it's probably not one sentence in any translation, but it's one sentence in Greek that Paul is using. So it's like one unit. Um, and the more that you look through it, the more that you realize that verses three through six, um, or really four through six, three is an introduction to those verses, but verses four through six, is about the Father's work in our salvation. Verses 7 through 12 is about the Son's work in our salvation. And verses 13 and 14 is about the Spirit's work in our salvation. So um, when, when I noticed this, I flipped, what, how, how do you say it in pop cult? I flipped the script. Is flipped that how, is the that script. Yeah, flipped the yeah. script. That's what yeah. I hear people say. Re, yeah. re, 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 remix. I don't know. I'm, I, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, when I was looking at this, I, I, I decided um, uh, yesterday, actually, and had to email my, because I'm out of town right now, and I had to email my, the, the church um, office lady and the social media person and the, worship team and I had to let everybody know like hey actually I'm gonna do an um, an overview and introduction to this whole section before we jump into the particulars the following week and so this week we're just going to talk about our Trinitarian salvation and why the Trinity is actually um, okay has to be you know has to be believed for the Christian it's a that's this I think and and it's so important because (laughs) This is one of the things that you realize in the in, when you're studying scripture too, right? Is um, so often like there are questions that that arise, right? And and just everyday life that um, you know, like I've known uh, for a long time since I was young that the Trinity was important. In fact, non-negotiable. In fact, you don't have to look around in church history at all you can look just today but then throughout church history to know that man this trinity thing people have like fought and argued about it it's in like every creed um and and um uh, and people have have not only fought and argued about it but but the basic um stance for christianity has been if you don't believe in the trinity you're not a christian right and so but for the average, the average Christian, you might know that, but like, why? <laughs> like, I, 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 I believe in the Trinity, but, but why is that a, a non-negotiable for, for Christianity? Well, I mean, it's here. It's, you know, and, and so you, you'll find as you study 
um, the scriptures um, in in the context that they're in that um, some of the, some of the deeper questions are going to pop out with answers um, that you know questions that you might have had for a long time um, are I mean they have answers there's a reason that they've been talked about for a long time you know yeah. So what? Well, and I think that's what, like what you're talking about. Obviously, you've done a deeper dive initially than most people would, but still, looking at uh, those keywords like what you're talking about in regards to when you're reading it, you have God the Father right away in verse three, then you have Christ in verse uh, nine, and then you have the Holy Spirit mentioned in verse thirteen. And so you have, like again, like if you're even if you're just reading through it, I think that's the importance of paying attention to what you're reading and not just assuming i think some of the stuff that we have like so when the ephesians are receiving the letter they're reading it for the first time they're like all right what does he have to say like what's the importance of what he's saying uh it's fresh but we've had it and we're like oh yeah we've heard that before and so sometimes we don't read it i think with fresh eyes going like oh this is here oh this like we come with the assumption of the trinitarian doctrine already built in Whereas the original mm-hmm. readers aren't necessarily, I mean, they are, but at the same time, like he's, he's got particulars that he, there's reasons he's pointing out what he's pointing out for them and for why he's starting the letter off that way. So it's one of those things that I think sometimes our lenses, just modern culture gets in the way of us reading through this in a way that's incredibly helpful. So we're just doing our devotions. We're like, oh, well, okay. I guess I'll start in Ephesians and just put our finger on the thing. And then we're just like, well, we got to read it. Blessed be the God of the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we, we don't really pay attention so much to what we're reading and what we're looking for in it. Yeah. Um, and I think so, that's I think that's the difference between just like reading it because you have to versus being like, God, what what is here? What is, what is something, uh, what, what is the truth that you have given through your scriptures, through your word to your people? And um, so when you're reading it, like you said, I think that you said a couple things that are there that are really important. One, like looking for repetitive phrases, looking for um, key words, God, the Father, Christ, the Holy Spirit, looking for those things that really stick out. So when you are reading through it, maybe you can jot down like, oh, wow. I mean, I'm picking up a pattern here, right? He's mentioning the Trinity. Why then? And then really like what you were talking about getting into the particulars of what God the Father has to do with salvation, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit has to do in those particulars. And again, if you're somebody's just reading through this, they're not writing a whole sermon on it, but knowing what to look for here contextually and being like, oh, wow, okay. So if he's starting off with this, and I'm sure when you do your sermon series, I mean, this will all kind of build together, but just for somebody just reading through Ephesians, when they're in there like, wow, okay, if he's starting with this, why is he starting this way for them? And what does this have to do foundationally for the rest of the letter? And I think looking for those things is really important just as a believer. Um, kind of sometimes taking, I mean, this might sound bad, but taking like the doctrine, you know, glasses off for a minute. Like, what have I been taught? And then just reading it and then, you know, putting yep. those back on <laughs> clearly. That's, that's how you become Calvinist. <laughs> um <laughs> Legan, uh, sorry. Le- what's his name? Le- Legan Flowers or whatever has entered the chat. I don't remember what his first name is. But. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, no, uh, yeah, I think another thing that that um, that is helpful. I mean, it's one thing if you're working through like a, a Bible reading plan or something, right? And so you have a prescribed thing that you do every day. 
But if you're if you're specifically sitting down uh, with the longing to like work through Ephesians or Philippians or a, a book, right, um, or, or even a longer book like Luke or whatever, right, um, it it really is helpful, uh, invaluable even to uh, sit down and read through um, all six chapters of Ephesians, you know, like every day for you know, a week or something, you know what I mean? It's super helpful to do that because you, you become a lot more familiar with that whole, the whole context with the whole thing that's been written. Um, so that when, when you, um, actually when you start, let's just say you're looking at two or three verses or something, when you start doing that breakdown, you're going to recognize because you've just been reading, you know, you might find something, oh, in chapter five, it says this or whatever, you know, and make connections you wouldn't otherwise make um, that are important. Um, and so that that's a practice that's important. You might not sit down and read through like, you know, all 21 chapters of John or something in, in a, a sitting. Um, most people don't have time in the morning to, to do something like that. But um, but. It, it, it's still something that you can you can take like chunks uh, at once, right? And um, read through these six. It actually doesn't take. It sounds like a lot to a lot of people if you're just used to like the our daily bread or something, you know. But six chapters in the scriptures, it actually doesn't take that long to get through unless they're genealogy or something in the Old Testament. Then it's a little tougher. But um, yeah. Well, and yeah. I think so, as we sort of go through these four different episodes, I think we're going to see the same pattern over and over again as far as like, all right, when you open it up, what you're looking for is, you know, what's the context of what's being said here? Is this at the beginning of the book, at the end, in this particular spot? It's at the beginning, so that's going to be helpful to us. There's not a lot beforehand we got to look for. So if we know that, great. All right, we kind of got the context because we're setting the context. Um, obviously, the only other thing we'd want to look at, and this is where I would suggest – uh, you know, like a study Bible or something or some sort of some some commentary, perhaps just to tell you a little bit about, you know, if especially if it's the New Testament, who it's being written to the region, that's always helpful. But what you're looking for is context. First off, second of all, what you've already said are the repetitive phrases. What's the theme? Is there a flow of thought here? And lastly, I think what you, like what you said was really important, if possible, go ahead, especially if you're really wanting to know what's there, read through the, the whole letter, if you know if it's a shorter one or if it's possible to do so in one sitting, or just parse it out through the week, because in so in doing that, you're really putting up a defense against reading yourself into it so quickly, because you, it's it's very clear that I mean it's, it's way easier to read yourself into four verses than it is to read yourself into the entire letter. Um, so if you know like what the breadth and depth of the letter is, you're going to know, oh, okay, this was for these people, but it is a benefit to me as a believer too. And so it's not like, oh, I am the Ephesians, right? It is like, oh, what can I learn from what Paul writes to the Ephesians as far as principles and application to my life rather than, oh, this is definitely to me um, or reading myself into it. Because I think oftentimes yeah. some people are even trained to do that. I heard a pastor this last week on a podcast saying, like, my job is to, to, to put you in the scriptures. I don't know if that's my job. My job is to open up the scriptures to you and show you that it is applicable. It is living. It is alive. It does apply. But my job isn't to put you in it. My job is to show you how, you know, um, you, you know the scriptures are 
alive and well and breathing and applicable to your life. And so if we know that and you know the full context and the breath and what it's saying uh, as best as you can, obviously, that's going to help do that. So one, obviously, you want to know the context. Two, you want to look for like repetitive phrases or words, important things that maybe you overlook because you've heard them a lot. And then three, um, knowing, you know, okay, what's the overall theme here and how does it apply? Because uh, ultimately, um, I think you've mentioned it before when we were talking about prepping sermons, uh, the what what for or something at the end that you prep in, the, this idea of like, all right, well, what is, yep. why does this even matter then? And so apply that to... So what? Yeah, the so what. So yeah. applying it to your life, right? So if you know all of those things, then what does this mean to me as a believer? And I think as we go through all of these... Um, we're going to see that same theme. You open it up. What's the context? What's sort of the flow of thought? Why is that important? And hopefully um, we can do that through through these episodes that we're doing here. So that being said, the Ephesians one, uh, since you've already sort of prepped it through a little bit, if somebody opens it up, obviously you've already mentioned, hey, we are looking for repetitive phrases. You've mentioned some of those repetitive phrases. Uh, we haven't really talked about the context too much, but obviously it's written to the Ephesians. Um, you, you'd have to do a little bit more digging, I suppose, to actually get into, you know, you know, who the Ephesians were and all that on a personal Bible mm-hmm. study level. And then what's the application? So walk us through sort of your stage in doing that to show somebody maybe a degree of like, all right, what am I, how would I go about doing that then? Well, <clears throat> so I, I'll first, um, make a couple of, uh, suggestions based on what you, what you said, um, some, some popular and super solid, I mean, biblically <clears throat> study Bibles that, that you can purchase and you can purchase these electronically too. Um, if, if you're a phone person, right, <clears throat> whatever app you use, a lot of them, probably not the dwell app, but, but a lot of the, like if it's a Bible study app in any regard, you could even like the ESV Bible app or something <clears throat> you can get the study Bible notes electronically, or you can just go to, you know, a store or online or whatever and get, but the, the ESV study Bible is probably the most popular. Um, and it's super solid. Um, it's, it's a, a great study Bible to have. Um, if you want the helps and the commentary and stuff like that. Um, I would say the reformation study Bible is also really solid. Don't shut it off. When I say this, but the MacArthur Study Bible is also really helpful. Um, Just saw and, all, all the viewer um, retention crash right when you said yeah. MacArthur. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but it, it is a solid study Bible um, to, to jump into. So uh, there, there are lots of them, really. But those are just three that are, that are super good. Um, and two, you don't even have to, uh, you don't even have to have a study Bible. Uh, to get introductions, right? Because there, there are lots of those online. The Blue Letter Bible website has um, introductions to each book uh, of the scriptures. And so uh, ESV.org has introductions to the scriptures. And, and that's going to tell you like the, the, um, the history surrounding it, the themes of the book, the background of it, the setting of it, the author, the date, um, all those, all those kinds of things. It'll tell you about the Ephesians in this case. And, um, a lot of them will even tell you if there are any like 
interpretive struggles. Like if there's anything in there that's kind of tough to figure out, um, there's a lot to be uh, gained from from doing what you were just talking about. Um, it gives it, it'll give you uh, sort of a ground to stand on when you begin to look further into into things. But in saying all of that, I completely forgot what you wanted me to do. So oh no, you're good. Well, we'll we'll I um. Well, well, one thing I want to mention before I we get back into that is that I think it's important to note that like it's not you don't have to be an, a, a, an expert scholar on no. each letter. The idea is to give you a basic generalization of who's being spoken to. That's the idea. Like, who are these people? And the reason that matters is. Uh, just like any other story building, really, if you're going into The Hobbit, you need to know who the hobbits are. This is why the whole idea is built in all these movies that gives you character background of who these people are, what their culture is, so that you understand what's happening in the first place. And that's why I think sometimes we shrug it off and we're like, we don't need to know that. It's kind of important <laughs> because what's happening in this case in Ephesus does affect what Paul is telling them. And I think that's one of the things we can't just shrug that off because you wouldn't do that in a movie or in a story. And those things you want to know because you we say those are badly written movies when I don't know who the characters are that are in the movie. And you're right. That is a badly written story. So you don't want to go into yeah. a letter not knowing who these people are that are being written to because that's very important. Now, what I was asking was, obviously, um, you've, you've done a little bit of study on this, but give us the tips of saying, okay, so... What are the things that you would say, you've opened it up, you've said, hey, these are the Ephesians, and now what What would be the tips that you would give people to say, okay, you've already talked about one of them, which is repetition, but as far as like the other things you'd say, okay, what, what are the immediate things that I should be looking for in this text that I can get out of it just by opening it up and what I'm looking for, if there's anything else other than that repetition that you talked about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the things that's been helpful for me over time, I don't always use this, but one of the things that's been really helpful is come come to the que- uh, the, the text with questions um, already. And uh, four questions that are really helpful and really easy to remember that, uh, that are going to help you walk away from every time that you read, uh, walk away from it uh, having been helped by the scriptures. Um, and that is, who is God? What has he done? Who am I? And what, what do I do? Right. And so that it just, it's a flow of, of the gospel and, and its ramifications, right? So who is God? Does this text tell me anything about who God is, his characteristics, anything like that? Um, what has he done? What, what are the things that this is telling me that, that he's done? Um, and then. Um, in light of that, who does that make me? Who am I then based on who God is and what he's done? And then in light of who I've been made to be now, is there anything in this text that's telling me go do this or be like this or whatever? So there's some, some, a really easy road to practical application there, uh, for the Christian. If you just, if you just ask yourself, who is God, what has he done? Who am I? And what must I do? Um, <clears throat> That's a huge help. I'm going to move my computer so I'm not getting blinded by the, by, the most blinded um, by the light. <clears throat> yeah, no, you're good. It, it it really it really is the most uh, like the the brightest best um, lighting setup you can buy for shooting anything, but you don't want it like 
here either. Yeah, in, in your eyeball. Yeah, I can tell you were leaning forward. You're like, oh, where's that magic spot? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Perfect. Look at that lighting. I've got lights in here. Your light's better because it's the sun. It's the sun. All right. All right, guys. Well, I think that, that basically <clears throat> sums us up on the Ephesians part, right? So open it up. We've looked at what we're looking for. Who are the Ephesians is the question you're asking. What are the repetition phrases? And then those questions Rob asked as you're reading through it, I think, are really helpful, too. And we'll apply those as we go through the rest of them. Again, the hope is not to give some in-depth, like, oh, here's a, you know this big theological framework to build stuff with when you open the Scriptures, but simply when you open the Bible, here's the phrases or here's the verses you're looking at. What are the things then that we're looking for in order to help us out? And hopefully the Ephesians thing uh, was a nice intro to this thing uh, that we're doing to show you, hey, well, when Paul opens up Ephesians, for example, he's talking about the Father, he's talking about the Son, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Those are things you can look for. And then that helps you build the foundation as you read through the rest of the book um, to, to help build off that there. So guys, thanks for tuning in. You guys need to leave a like for Rob getting up so early and sitting in a coffee shop and having the dedication level he does on this podcast. <laughs> Rob, you got anything before we end this episode? Um, yes. Continue to listen because they're not all going to be the same. There's more no. yeah. tricks of the trade than just that. So, Yep. Cool, cool, cool. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.